athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. I think, I think very deeply. In about four seconds, a teacher will begin to speak. I think very deeply. Welcome to another edition of the program. I am your host, Donald Ware. It's a Father's Day edition of the program. Happy Father's Day weekend to all of the fathers out there. And as we do each and every year here on the program, at least we've done for the last five or six years or so, my father, Donald Ware, going to join us on the program. He's a Howard Hall of Famer also. Uh, played uh, a little professional football. I'll let him tell you a little bit more uh, about that as we talk about those days. And, by the way, I've actually got a little bit of a surprise for him on this Father's Day edition of Box to Row. So definitely want you to sit back and enjoy the program. Also, joining us today here on the program Asiana Alexis. Now, you're going to remember her. You're going to remember Asiana Alexis, right? If, in fact, you watched uh, the program BMF, Black Mafia Family, BMF, she played the role of Cato. Well, guess what? She's in a new film on Lifetime. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, this weekend, last weekend, she was on Mary J. Blige's Real Love which came on Lifetime uh, this Saturday, Strength of a Woman, 8 p.m. 7 Central on Lifetime. Asiana Alexis going to join us today here on the program. Of course, gentlemen sweep in the NBA Finals. I thought it may go six games, but it did not. And we already knew that the Denver Nuggets were definitely the more superior team. Nikola Jokic, absolutely unbelievable Jamal Murray, absolutely unbelievable. And the supporting cast, absolutely unbelievable. You can't say that Miami didn't have its opportunities. It had its opportunities throughout the course of this series. Uh, in, in, I would say, four of the five games, Miami, the, the first game was just domination. Of course, Miami won the second game. And then the next three, Miami had some opportunities. No doubt about it, but... Just wasn't enough. As I've continued to state, listen, if Jimmy Butler is not on, first of all, that's going to be a problem. But generally, and it hasn't just been in this series, but in the playoffs, he's more of a fourth quarter player. He's that guy that's going to close it out in the fourth quarter, going to rise to the occasion in the fourth quarter. You're going to get the best of Jimmy Butler in the fourth quarter. The problem is, the Heat needed him, and he had some games where he had some better quarters, 
other than the fourth and, and early on. He, there were some games in this series where he did well, but really everybody needed to shoot well. Everybody needed to play well, and everybody did not play well. I thought the most consistent player for the Heat was uh, Adebayo. Bam Adebayo had a pretty consistent series, but they needed to make shots, and meaning the, the Heat, and the Heat also needed to defend. And, and when you look at uh, the, I mean, Jokic is just unbelievable. You look at, you know, when he gets the rebound, he can start the break. Like I've heard all this talk this week about where he is or where his place is in history right now. I mean, I think it's a little bit uh, too early to determine, but from a skill set, I would say from a skill set position, I mean, I've been watching basketball a long time and we can talk about, you know, the skill set. I mean, when you talk about him in the post down low, his size, it creates an issue. He can, he can hit a fallaway jump shot. He's got a hook shot. He's got an array of moves around the basket. He can spot up on the jumper. I mean, he can really do it all. So I don't want to get into if he's his place in history right now. What I would say from a skill set position, I, I, I'm trying to think of a, a better center. I mean, let's let's look at centers, right? I mean, let's look at all the great centers of all time. I mean, was that something could 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 Bill Russell grab a rebound and and take it on the break and run the break like a point guard? Could Wilt Chamberlain do that? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar do that? Could Shaquille O'Neal do that? Could a George Mikan do that? I don't. They couldn't. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, from a skill set position, and plus he can shoot. I mean, all of those aforementioned uh, players weren't shooters. I mean, this guy can shoot like a three-man. I mean, uh, absolutely unbelievable. Sky is the limit, I think, for Denver. But, you know, we're always in this rush for judgment. When something happens, it's always we're in the moment. Everybody's in the moment. Everybody's excited. We're hyped. We want to talk about greatest of all time. And all of these things. And I think we got to pump the brakes on this. Not that the potential isn't there. But when is the last time? And I'm talking about from a repeat standpoint. When is the last time that we've had a repeat NBA champion? Um, I'm trying to think. I, I guess it was what what Miami is what I'm thinking. Was it? Am I wrong about that? Was it Miami? I, I you know, in 12 and 13. I think that was the last time we had a repeat champion. I'm, a I'm trying to think, did San Antonio repeat uh, as champions? I don't think so. Uh, well, obviously Golden State, excuse me, Golden State almost three-peated, excuse me. Golden State, now that I think about it, almost three-peated had Kevin Durant not gone down in the 2019 series. I think you may have seen a three-peat by Golden State. It's so hard to three-peat. Not ready to call this team a dynasty as of yet. I think the current dynasty, or not I think, but the current dynasty uh, as we are, are are talking right now would be Golden State. And you don't have to win a championship every year. But when you talk about Golden State 2015, you talk about 73 wins and an NBA Finals appearance in 2016, back-to-back -back championships in 17 and 18, another appearance in 19, yeah, 20 and 21, not so good, and then a championship in 22, you're talking about over a, a seven-year, really an eight-season time frame. That's a dynasty. 
So let's pump the brakes a little bit because Golden State's still going to have something to say next year. And, and, and this is the beauty about the NBA now at this time because you're going to have the draft that's coming up next week. You're also going to have free agency right behind the draft. So the NBA sort of lays it out where you're going to be talking about the NBA from April through July. Then it's going to cool off. Camps are going to open in September, and we'll be right back at it in October. So it's uh, it's not year-round per se. And listen, the regular season matters too. The regular season does matter for positioning, especially as we get later into the season. And I think what the NBA has done, because remember, I mean, we're talking about probably within the last five or six years where you're talking about the NBA really having a showcase game early in the season and those games being broadcast on like an ESPN. I think TNT has been there for quite some time. And when I say showcase, I mean like an ABC game. We're seeing the ABC game a little bit earlier. If you remember, going back, let's go back five to seven years ago. You you didn't see an ABC game from the NBA until maybe right around All-Star break, maybe after the All-Star break. So now we're talking about the NBA and it's sort of a year-round deal. I mean, you're not going to talk about the NBA a lot after uh, a free agency and then up until about uh, even training camp, maybe up until about maybe the latter part, middle to latter part of September. Um, a lot of that being because the NFL is hot and heavy once September comes around. And really, the NFL is hot and heavy um, from September through the Super Bowl and then, of course, picks back up with the Combine and trapped and all of those kind of things Uh, but a lot to talk about you know uh, a lot to talk about uh, with impending free agency trades what's going to happen with Chris Paul what's going to happen with Damian Lillard I mean he said he's going to be in Portland wants to be in Portland but it seems to be this narrative that he could in fact be traded if you're a Washington Wizards fan like I am um, some changes happening within the Wizards organization uh, Bradley Beal could be on the trading block. I think, I mean, I, listen, you, you, he got the max deal, Bradley Beal, five years, $250 million. Okay, I mean, that, I mean, maybe that's questionable. I think the, the but, but but what's not being talked about is he has a no trade clause. Like how, how if you're the Wizards brass, how do you give Bradley Beal a no trade clause? Love, like Bradley. Right, but he's been injured the last couple of years. Didn't help much last year because of injury. You go back two years ago, he was injured a lot, and it was really Russell Westbrook that carried that Wizards team into the playoffs. So, uh, but really, you've got so many different storylines with respect to the NBA, and that's what makes uh, the NBA sort of a year-round deal. So, those are some of the other things that we can also talk about today here on the program if you want to shot your dad out here on box to row hit us up via twitter at box to row b-o-x-t-o-r-o-w as we're giving or we're taking shot outs also on facebook b-o-x the number two r-o-w you can also hit me up on my personal twitter account at dware one at dware one and follow me or follow us while you're there as well thank you to all of our outstanding affiliates around the country that carry the program. Those that listen to us on Sirius XM channels, 141, 142 and 84. And those that listen to us around the world at box to row.com. 
We're going to step aside and take a break. It's a Father's Day weekend edition of the program still to come here on Box to Row. Actress Asiana Alexis going to join us on the program up next. Talking to my father, yeah. Donald Ware. Aye. Yeah. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 800-303-3398. 800-303-3398. That's 800-303-3398. Missed any of our shows? How about our conversations with some of the biggest names in sports and entertainment? Check out Box to Row podcast at BoxToRow.com or on Apple Podcasts. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. All Weaver Street Markets. Harris Teeter. Food Lion. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, and Barica Soul. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row. Box to Row. Box to Row. Box to Row. Box to Row. Let's keep things moving here on Box to Row Father's Day weekend edition of the program. And as promised, and you guys know, the last five or six years, we've on this particular weekend have had my father, Donald Ware, as a guest on the show. He's a Howard Hall of Famer, amongst many other things, as he joins us here on the program. What's going on? How are you? Happy Father's Day to you. Well, uh, thank you, and happy Father's Day to you. I always look forward to this, and uh, it's a great Father's Day gift, and um, I'm ready to go. Great years planned at at Cardoza for the legendary um, Bob Hedden, and then ultimately you went on to play at uh, Howard University where you excelled there. Yes, I did. um, After graduating from Cardoza in 1966, I entered um, Howard in, in, uh, in September of 1966 and I played football there for, for four years. And um, after that, I coached at Howard for three years. And I coached the defensive backfield. I also was able to play and uh, make the Hall of Fame, um, you know, playing with some you know, pretty good, good players. And coaching there four years, Three years, I 
coached some very good players who are now in the Howard University Hall of Fame, and some of them were able to play pro football. And to name a few, uh, Johnny Fairfax, um, he's in the um, Howard Hall of Fame. Ron Mabra played uh, pro ball with the Atlanta Falcons, and he's in the Howard Hall of Fame. Bruce Williams had a tryout with the with the Denver Broncos. He's in the Howard Hall of Fame. Haywood Corley is in the Howard Hall of Fame. And Greg Butler, who's in the Howard Hall of Fame, who also he played with the Los Angeles Rams and also in the Canadian Football League. So those are some of the players that I coached, and they excelled at, um, to the point that they were inducted into the Howard University Hall of Fame. And you you had an opportunity, matter of fact, played with the then Washington Redskins in camp, um, you know, out of out of Howard. Uh, but speak specifically to Bobby Mitchell. Of course, passed away uh, th- a little more than three years ago now as a you know pro football Hall of Famer. But he scouted you while you were at Howard. Yes, uh, we had a game at um, at Morehouse, and uh, one night I can't remember exactly nineteen. 19- 69, and we um, were in the airport coming back to D.C., and we saw Bobby Mitchell at the airport, and uh, I didn't realize that he was down there to scout me. I didn't know that, you know, they they were scouting me, and he did, and uh, eventually uh, I received a call from the Washington Redskins commanders now, of course, about, um, you know, coming... uh, with that organization as a um, a free agent, and in fact, I went um, to the Redskins office, which is which at, at that time was at Connecticut and K Streets Northwest, and signed my professional contract on February the third, nineteen seventy, and it was under Coach Vince Lombardi. Oh, right now, also we we've got another legend that is on the line right now. As a matter of fact, it's a DC high school legend. As a matter of fact, played also at St. Augustine's University or college at that time, now university uh, here uh, in Raleigh. One of the legendary figures in all of D.C. high school athletics, Coach Robert Hedden, also joining us here on Box to Row. What's going on, Coach Hedden? Hey, how you doing, Well. <laughs> hey, hey, man, how well, you, you doing? You wear pop up any place, boy. <laughs> yeah, man, you, you don't, don't close your eyes. We, we all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> good to hear your voice. Hey, man, good to hear your voice, man. <laughs> so I know you That's never good, expected man. that I, that uh, that I would get in contact uh, with your former coach and have him on the line with us. <laughs> yes, well, you know, yes, um, Bob Hedden was my uh, baseball coach and football coach at, at Cardoza in in the in the early sixties, and um, I think we won some um, championships in. In baseball, we we didn't win them in football until after I I left. But it was a great pleasure, you know, uh, being uh, under your leadership, Bob Head. I appreciate it. Okay, anytime, man. You you well, guys. Y'all was uh, on your own. I tell you, you, both you guys together with brothers. I mean, y'all was real good players and had good attitudes. That's what made y'all successful, you know, because you had good attitudes. I blame that on your parents. <laughs> yes. Well. Well. Yes. We we followed their lead, yeah. and um, they they were they were great parents, and uh, they kept us in line and kept us straight. 
as as you did, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you was the parent of, for us away from home, but uh, it, all inclusive, it, it was all very good, and we appreciate um, all your tutorship and and uh, your guidance. Yeah, well, I, I really enjoyed it, man, because you know, cause those was my first job. Well, it wasn't my first job. My first job was Armstrong. But I only stayed there a couple of years and left and went to Cadola because my, my coach, Frank Boland, who was my yes. basketball coach, Sal Hall, who was my, my, was my college coach, I mean my uh, high school football coach, them uh-huh. guys came, they found out I was in D.C. and they came to knock on my door, man, and said, you got to come to Cadola. And you answered the door. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and, and you know what it, what's, inter- what's great here, and right now, just to reset, talk, it's a Father's Day edition a weekend edition, that is, of Box to Row. I'm your host, Donald Ware, joined by my father, Donald Ware, his former coach uh, and a legendary coach in D.C. Uh, high school, uh, uh, Bob Hedden. And, and you know the thing about it, Coach Hedden, uh, and with both of you guys, you both played at HBCUs. Coach Hedden, of course, right. at St. Augustine's and and mm-hmm. my father at Howard. And then you also had an opportunity to play in the league. You had a a, um, a, a tryout with the Denver Broncos, what, in, uh, in, in 1963, I believe. 63, yeah. What What do you remember about that time? Well, what happened during that particular time, uh, when I was in college, uh, we had to go both ways, and you had to play offense and defense. So everybody didn't come off the field. So I, I played both. I played as safety, and I also played as a running back. And uh, uh, But I was a I was a quarterback in college. <laughs> so every time I go to a team, they change me. You know, they move <laughs> from I was a quarterback in high school, when I went to college, they put me in the backfield as a running back because I was a big back, and I also played defense. And then when I left, I made all CIAA in, at St. Aug on, on offense, not on defense. Then when I finished, I went up. I would, had a trial with Denver. One of the guys who was a coach was assistant coach. He said, Bob Head, and he said, man, I want to apologize to you. I said, what? He said, man, I thought you was older than what you were. I said, why you say that? Because you hung out with Earl Richards. And Earl Richards was one of the coaches at the Sailors. And he, used to, he thought I was the same age with Earl. And I, they cut me, man. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. They, yeah. They did already done it. But he didn't know later on that that's when he found out how young I was. Wow. And uh, uh, But see, during that time, you had the race thing, too. So, you know. Yeah. Because uh, uh, one, in fact, Jim Ingo, he told me, he said, look here, man. When we was at Denver, he said, look. Somebody gonna get cut. He said, "Why that? Because it has to be even numbers. When you go on the road for roommates, you gotta have the same person sitting next 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 to you." <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it was it was kind of rough, you know. But I I don't I, I, everything I did, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed coaching. I enjoyed it as a teacher. I mean, I just I enjoyed it because see, I was the only child, and uh, uh, I had no brothers or sisters. So somebody's always trying to tell me what to do. <laughs> 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 and right then uh, my mother, I, I, I was staying with her. My father wasn't there. My mother, I just me and my mother, we used to move around. I used to tell people, we used to move every rent day. <laughs> so what you mean every rent day? When rent was due, we move. <laughs> but, see, but see, that was times were hard then, you know. Right. And uh, uh, what, what changed me was I had seven uncles. They were all in the service at the same time. Mm. Oh, my goodness. And when they came home, they bought their mother and father a house on 436 Manor Place. They took their money, you know, pooled together. Mm. And three of them stayed in. The rest of them came out, you know. 
when they got to, they got they started moving around, getting their own spots, to getting used to D.C. again. You know, they got their own spot. My grandmother told me, "Come on up there," and that's how I went up there. I had seven uncle men who raised me. <laughs> wow. So you can understand about that, right? Wasn't no women around. Only woman was my mother, and she was the third oldest in the family. You know, with the children, and uh, it was it, man. But I, I learned a lot, man. I learned a whole lot. I saw a whole lot, you know. Yeah. And uh, especially when you got a bunch of men in the house, and, and, and that's all in the house with men, you know. So you get a chance to see a lot of things. But I really enjoyed it. And, I, you know, uh, the time I had at, at St. Aug was the same way. It was a family school. And uh, like I said, Earl Richards went to St. Aug. He was the one who talked me into it. And once I found out, my Uncle Boos's wife graduated from St. Aug. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, Julia, she graduated from St. Aug. I say, hey, and then you know, as you go around, you start meeting people from D.C. and 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 uh, once you meet them, that's it. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed. it. I had nothing to say about bad about saying all. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, so we got a couple of legendary figures here on Box to Roads, the Father's Day weekend edition of the program. My father, Donald Ware, and of course, uh, D.C. legendary coach uh, Bob Head. You know, Dad, what, what was it like um, playing for uh, for Coach Head, who obviously legendary figure in um, in D.C. high schools? One thing he's very knowledgeable. You know, other sports, baseball and football. I don't know which he was better in, but um, uh, maybe equally, you know, both. I never played basketball, but I think his leadership was intact. His guidance. And leadership, and his, you know, certainly his knowledge of the of the game. I believe he's about, I think Bobby, about seven years older than I am. And I didn't realize that at that time, because when you were sixteen and seventeen and eighteen, someone in their twenties seemed seemed to be old. But <laughs> um, but um, I I enjoyed the days at at at, at Cardoza and um, mm-hmm. playing baseball. And football, it was very good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I, I did make all high in, in both sports, but I think it was due to the leadership and guidance of, of, of you, Bob Head. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. Not a problem. Talking with two legendary D.C. natives here on this Father's Day weekend edition of Box to Row, my father, Donald Ware, and his coach, the legendary Bob Hedden. We've got more of the program after this small pause for the cause. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. I'm excited I get to play for They support us in everything we do. You know, it's a joy to, you know, go to work and, and know that you're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to cheer for you as loud as they can no matter who you're playing. Michael B. Jordan. And, and, I, and I think it's a testament to, you know, what HBCUs mean to people. You know, and, 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 and having that community and culture and shining a light on the universities, you know what I'm saying, in a real way and creating a pipeline from these kids in high school and making them feel good about wanting to land at HBCU. We have high, you know, high, high talent. Um, and often it's gone and shipped out to other places. It's never poured back into the community. So if we can create an environment that's cool and a beacon of light and people want to feel like they want to be here. And so putting it on a national stage is really big. You know, most of the time these kids don't get televised games, you know what I'm saying? So be able to put them on Turner in a real way was really, really important. Um, and, and 
and then the brands and then the sponsors, you know what I'm saying? And getting, you know, the NBA, you know, scouts and looks to come in and hopefully like build this thing bigger. The one and only Stephen A. Smith. It's my sincere hope that when my ride ends, I'll get a big hug and a big thank you for what I tried to do for other people when I was at the top. Because that's all you have to lean on at the end of the day, bro. I mean, I, I plan on being successful for years to come, but it ain't gonna last forever. And, you know, when my day comes, when, when it's the end of the road and it's time for somebody else to be in my seat, in my chair, you know, it's my hope that whoever those, that person or those people are, people that knew I cared about them and believed in them to help them get to this place. Hey, Spike Lee. Thank you. I haven't heard that. I mean, I've been on rails all over the nation. Thank you for that question. I'm a third generation Morehouse man. I was taught to speak your truth and that there's very special about being a Morehouse man, the same way you feel about your school, the same way we feel all about our respective historic black colleges. That would have been my first choice anyway, and I'm proud to be a Morehouse man. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused, just really, you know, excited. That is the voice of Steph Curry. Your progress from Davidson to now with Golden State. Where I've come from in high school into a small D1 college at Davidson. And, uh, it's a great story, and uh, I'm just having fun, you know, living my dream and riding the ride. The one and only Michael Strahan. Always good to talk to you. Hopefully next time it won't be, what, 14 years you get to <laughs> You know what is good, and, and, and uh, you're encouraging people to be better and do better, and, and that's what I love, man. So thank you. I appreciate you. As we're joined by the one and only Jerry Rice. What do you remember most about those days at Mississippi Valley State? What is going on at Mississippi Valley State University? <laughs> Why are these guys putting up unbelievable numbers? And that brought the awareness to the school, and after that, I got drafted to the San Francisco 49ers. Dave Roberts, manager of the L.A. Dodgers, to be person of color and be the manager of the Dodgers, what does that mean to you? I think the first thing that comes to me is responsibility. With recency and kind of the social, the racial issues that we're having that really come to light, which is, I believe, are good things. I think that it's a responsibility for me to be the first manager of color for the Dodgers. There's not many of us in baseball. To do things the right way, to hopefully give other people of color opportunity. Hopefully it just paves the way. So I think that for me, I, I definitely look at it as responsibility, but something I'm willing to undertake. Snoop Dogg is on the mic. Pay attention. Oh, man, thank you for having me play in a real way. I mean, I'm so honest. You know, football league has done so many wonders. We got over 200 kids that have graduated from high school. We have over 50 kids that have grown to Division One. NBA All-Star Chris Paul. That was great to bring it back to one Salem State University, a uh, black college. Something that my city had never seen before, may never see again, and just having a up close and personal feeling with LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Mellogs. It was exciting. I'm grateful for those guys coming out. Kyrie Irving. Playing at Duke for Coach K. What was that like and how that prepared you for the league now? Playing 11 games, you know, a lot of people think that's not a you know, big package for you to become a better player, but for me it was. Playing for Coach K, he gave me the keys to, to the car and I was driving it in first eight games and you know, being a part of something special like that and having a brotherhood built at an institution such as that one is an experience that you never forget. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey man, thanks for letting me talk a little music movies and sports say hey, my favorite three topics hey y'all it is the est of wwe the strongest the fastest the roughest the toughest the quickest the greatest the best on box to row from the press box to press row is the sports talk show that is the voice and the talk of hbcu sports with a flair for pro sports talk and entertainment check the show out online at box to that's from the press box to press row 
Real Relevant Radio. Welcome back to the Father's Day weekend edition of Box to Row. I'm your host, Donald Ware. On the line, we have my father, Donald Ware, and his former high school coach, the legendary Bob Hedden. But now, Coach Hedden, I got to ask you this because he obviously he coached, uh, well, not coached, but um, was a uh, was an umpire in, and I don't know if he was still umpire, but an umpire in baseball. <laughs> and then he you was a, 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 yeah, when, maybe when you were still coaching baseball and then in football as well. Did you have that? Did he ever make any bad calls against any of your teams? Ask him that. Ask yeah, him well, that. did you? <laughs> did you? Well, I know when I officiated, you know, um, high school baseball, you never think that um, you you made a mistake. You think you have it a perfect um, strike zone, but you you didn't because a lot of the the balls are, you, you you can't really see some some you miss some calls, and in football. You know, officiating in the uh, CIAA for 31 years, you never think you you know made any errors, but you, but you did because a lot of it's mechanics being in the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. and certainly being a uh, side judge and a a back judge. The the big thing is is pass pass interference, and uh, it it happens so quickly that um, sometimes you you make a bad call. But you can't take it back. Once you throw that flag, it's down. You don't just wave it off. It's better to to move ahead with it. But, um, you know, I I think I uh, I learned a lot of of officiating and uh, young men and and giving them some guidance, too. Yeah. Well, that was good. Well, I really didn't have no problems, but I I tried to intimidate a lot of officials. (laughs) Well, well, let let me say this about that. I, you know, officiated in the in the um, inner high, and I can remember um, a game that we had at uh, Eastern High School. It was a All Star game, and I think Bob, you, and uh, Willie Stewart right. were the opposition uh, coaches. I knew you both from from baseball, and I can remember umpiring. Uh, well, I would say head official at that time and and i remember both of you yelling and screaming at me so i just stayed in the middle of the field you know <laughs> i was trying to hide from the both of you because i knew you both I, I i certainly you being my coach but willie stewart you know i umpired some of his baseball games and i know he coached at anacostia so you know it was it was it was it was good leadership from you and guidance that uh, made me the the person I am today. Well, I really, I really appreciate that, and I appreciate when I hear the guys say that, and and I know it's like I'd be walking in the mall, and I see somebody coming. I say, "Heck, one of my players over here, one of my girls." My wife say, "Oh Lord, I got to stand here because they then they started talking. It's <laughs> because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they, you know, I hadn't seen them in years. You know, like I tell people." I said, look here, I got people 77 years old that I coach. Get on out of here, coach. You ain't coaching about 77. I said, look, man, I was 22 when I started teaching. Them mm-hmm. knuckleheads are 18, 19 years old. Sometimes it'd be a couple of them, it might be 20. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> That's right. It might be mm-hmm. 20, you know. Mm-hmm. They said, dang, man, you, you that old? I said, yeah. I, I mean, I started off. I didn't, I didn't stay back, you know. That's when I was born, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I moved on. But, uh. Uh, that was one of the things that helped me out, you know, was things like that. And like I said, guys like Bear, Ware, like Ware, they were no problems. When I say problems, they were gentlemen. Him and his brother, you know, 
We just called them the Webb Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we we um we just did the best we could and uh mm-hmm. followed your uh, your guidance and leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that was important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, couple couple of legendary uh, figures here on the Father's Day weekend edition of Box to Row. My father, Donald Ware, and the legendary coach uh, Bob Hedden. And Coach Hedden, I, I, I got to ask you: the years you coach for what forty or in excess uh, there of, of forty years? Some of the likes of guys like Orlando Brown, Byron Leftwich, who was more recently the offensive coordinator with the. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know a lot of our listeners didn't don't know that, but they they do know that now. Um, what what led you to coach for so many years? And of course, you had such an impact on so many lives. Well, you know, when I grew up, my neighborhood was a street. I lived. I grew up. Well, like I said, I, I, I went with my uncles and things like that, and they used to take them to games and baseball games and football games. And and Boosie was a player, and I used to see him play. And I, that's, I grew up on the playground. It's not like the kids now. See, back in my day, you grew up on the playground, and the playground had football team, basketball team. They had teams, you know. And then you had the boys' club, and that's where I had I always had a coach. I always had a coach. Boys' club, high school, you know, even out out in the streets, you know, uh, some guys who were in my neighborhood were good athletes, you know. Uh, I remember a guy named Nathaniel Long. He went to Armstrong. Man, this guy could play everything. And, and when I was when we was little, I say I'm that long, man. You ain't no that long. You ain't big enough. <laughs> you know things like that. But that's how I learned my skills in in the sport. And I just try to pass it on to the boys. And 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 I also went to camps. And that's was something that I felt that a lot of guys after me coaches didn't go to camps. And I went to the camps where the college coaches were doing all the teaching, all the, you know, give showing all the skills. And ninety percent of my boys went to college. That was that was my main thing. Ninety percent they 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 went to different places. And I went to all kind of camps, so people would know me. These big time coaches I hear about, you know. So I know I ain't gonna be with so many blacks there, cause I didn't during my time I didn't know any black head coaches in major college other than black schools. So it wasn't none, you know. So I you know I came up in that particular area, you know, and. uh and I, I motivated all my kids to move on, you know. And like I said, I had 13 girls playing in the NFL and 14 guys playing in the WNBA. I mean, versus the girls right. played in WNBA and, right. the, and the and boys played in the NFL. And uh, different ones, different. Some I had two or three of them on the team sometimes. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. But it, it was it was a lot of fun, you know. And and, and those guys, you know, and uh, they come back and tell me what to do. And I still guys come back, give me a couple of plays, man. You know, they're playing pro. So give me a couple of plays. I can put in my scheme. And that's what I did, you know. So when my guys got aimed the drills, too. And then I said, Mayor's Athletic Clinic. Mayor's Athletic Clinic was during the summertime. Uh, uh, Marion Burry was, was the mayor at that particular time. And uh, I, we, we created that Mayor's Athletic Clinic. And I used to get football. My football players, if you was a base, good baseball player, Basketball player, football player. I try to put you in your sport that you like during the summer. So that, so they were with me year round. You know what I'm saying? In the right. summertime and in the wintertime. And what we're doing, we're teaching. You understand? Know so they would, they, they would use the same skills I use when they go to a playground to teach the little teeny kids. You know, little teeny kids, little kids. You know. And uh, uh, I see guys now. I remember you. I remember you when you came to such and such playground. I say, okay. 
<laughs> but I, I enjoyed that, and I was I was fortunate enough to have people like Frank Bolin, Sal Hall, Boots Harris, uh, even the Mayor Barry, and uh, and uh, uh, Vince Gray. In fact, Vince Gray named named the stadium after me. I don't know if people know that. H.D. Woodson High School, you go there, you see my, my name on the scoreboard. Hmm. And uh, he did that. But uh, like I said, I was a D.C. guy who did things in D.C., you understand? And we used to take kids to camps uh, overnight. They'd never been to camp. they never stayed out overnight. And uh, uh, then when I started coaching girls, I sent my girls. I had my girls who played for me. When they come back, they worked for me, and I, I would let them take the girls to the camp. And they and they do two things one time, skills, you know. Right. So I, I figured I had a little advantage because, you know, nobody told me what to do. <laughs> right. I, I, and I, I'll say this, and, and I thought it was good myself. What happened was I was appointed by the superintendent of schools to go to Cardoza. So who's going to tell the superintendent what to do? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so when I left Cardoza, I went to Woodson. When I went to Woodson, Vincent Reed, who was a, it was at Keller Miller, was a principal, had gone down in, in Texas somewhere and became a superintendent. And when he came back to D.C., he wanted me to be his his, his coach at, at 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 Woodson. So I became the athletic director and the football coach. I wasn't the baseball coach, nothing like that. But I had control of all sports, so I said, I'm going to coach the girls too. So I, I coached the girls also. And that's how I got involved in the girls. And then I used to go to the camps and, and things like that and, and teach the skills and try to get the kids to go the same way. But like I said, I was, my thing was to get my kids to go to college. And that, and that's what it happened to me because I know a lot of my na- guys in the neighborhood didn't make it. They went to college, but the college they went to, they, they couldn't get out when they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that was one of the things I got. But uh, that's what happened to me. And like I said, I tell people see me and say, man, how you know so much, man? I said, man, I was, I was a street guy, man. I, I came out of the hood, man. Y'all be, because I was a teacher, y'all thought I was a straight, straight uh, uh, straight, straight, straight ahead. Everything was straight ahead. I did every. I tell guys, I did everything to see God and have a baby. And there was two things that I probably won't do. Wow, you understand? Right. I might see God, but I ain't gonna have no baby. <laughs> so I said, and I said, when I say I did everything but those two things, if you say, I wonder did he do that? Say yeah. <laughs> he did it. He said, you understand? That 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 stopped me from asking me a whole lot of questions about. Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do this? Yeah. And like I tell like I said, I was a guy that was an athlete who loved athletics and loved seeing guys in athletics, you know. And like I said, I just I was a street guy because I was the only child. My mother had to go to work. Right. Somebody had to take care of me. Right. Right. <laughs> you understand know I me? Mean? Right. So sometimes I'd be in the house by myself, man. Wow. You know, but but I did it. <laughs> yeah, no, you did, did a great job. We're gonna get ready to wrap it up. I, I want to give any last words. I start with, I start with you, Dad. Well, uh, it's it's always a pleasure to um, to be on the program. I think this is our sixth or seventh year. I look forward to many more, and certainly it was a great pleasure to um, have Bob Hedden as part of the program because he was like a certainly my coach. In baseball and football, but it's like a, a big brother, too. And he provided the leadership and guidance that I needed away from home. 
And then Coach Hedden, any last words? Well, uh, I'd like to say I appreciate you thinking about me. And uh, it's always a pleasure dealing with the Ware brothers, you know. And that's the Ware child. (laughs) 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 So it goes from the the brothers to the child, you know. But I I really enjoyed it, man. And and, and this is a chance to hear hear some of those guys. I get a chance to see them on picnics and things like that. And, uh, you know, I, I look at them. Uh, I, I I know when they were little guys and and they're grown men now, you know. And see, I can see both sides of them. And and like I said, most of our guys at Condola did real good. Yeah, real good, especially in Wilson also. But most of them, I started off at Condola. But uh, like I said, most of my guys really stayed out of trouble and things like that. Yeah. And that's because of you, mm-hmm. you know, your leadership and your your guidance, and mm-hmm. um, they followed your lead. Okay, well, I appreciate it. You know, like I said, and and, and the guys they they show it when I see them too. You know, when I went to some guys, I had I had more calls on Christmas and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving because of Turkey Bowl, guys played for me at Woodson. We had championships in football. They think about it, you know, and and that's when I get all my calls. I I get some like twenty five calls during them during that time. Plus the girls too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. This has been absolutely. What a treat. You know, my father, Donald Ware, the legendary coach in in Washington, D.C., Coach Bob Hedden, both joining us here on Box to Road for this Father's Day weekend edition of the program. Gentlemen, we appreciate the time. Look forward to talking with you uh, real soon. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) Hope you enjoy those conversations. We'll be back. As a matter of fact, up next, actress, Asiana Alexis joins us. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. All Weaver Street Markets. Harris Teeter. Food Lion. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, and Barica Soul. Now, back to From the Press Box to Press Row with Donna Ware. Joined by a young lady, as a matter of fact, and if you watched... Last week's Mary J. Blige's Real Love on Lifetime. Enjoy this Saturday's Strength of a Woman, 8 p.m. That's 7 Central uh, on Lifetime. But you've seen her in many other things, including BMF, where she played the role of Cato. She is Asiana Alexis. She joins us here. Asiana, welcome to the program. What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Great to have you. So even before we talk about this, because I had a chance to watch Mary J. Blige's Real Love, but I want to talk, can I talk about, can I start talking about your music? Like, Let's how, get to it. Yeah, how is that kind of coming along? <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, music is my heart. Actually, I think people don't know I started off doing music before acting. 
And I come from a musical family. You know, my family sings in the church all the time. We get together. It's a must that you know how to sing. And so I think just now I'm, I'm glad that the world is able to join me on my musical journey because I have just so many projects, you know, lined up and songs I've been working on. So this is the music is me like it tells my business. It tells all my secrets. And I'm excited for the world to finally be able to take it in with me. Yeah, it, but how exciting is that? Like, it's it's great. You're, you're right. YouTube, Apple, all of that, all the platforms. It's great to for the music or that song specifically to be on that. But how much more exciting is it to be on Strength of a Woman and people to be able to hear it via that via that uh, via that film? Right, yeah, you know, it's iconic. It's classic. It's groundbreaking. And I have to give thanks, you know, to the whole team, Mary, Mary's team, who even helped me, you know, get this placement on here as well. And I think, you know, even with her song being turned into a movie, just as real love, you know, songs that we all grew up with, your generation and my generation, it's opening up doors, not only for musical artists, but also actors, you know, as myself to be able to kind of do two in one. And it's not putting you in a box. It's not limiting you. And I think we're just opening up so many doors for the artists that's, you know, coming up after us. So it's definitely big. We're making history right now. And I'm just glad to be a part of it. Asiana, did you just call me old? Did you no. Just, <laughs> did you just call not. me old? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> but no, but like, okay, so in the in the but but no, in the like I remember I was like um when Mary J came out, I was like 18, so I am kind of old, right? But um no, that was my favorite like I re you remind me, like that was her first single, I get it, but my favorite song by her of all time is Real Love. Uh right? Um, so what, what's your favorite? I mean, Mary J. Blige is such an icon. What's your favorite song by her? I'm going to do the cliche real love too, you know, and I think it's more dear to my heart now that we have, you know, a whole movie surrounding it. And I went through a whole experience for a couple of months filming this. How was it for you watching, you know, this be turned into a movie, like you said, growing up to the song at the age of 18? Let me tell you, like for me, and, and to me, what it what it spoke to to me is real love doesn't have to be perfect love. Number one, number two, um, I, I didn't I didn't for me I didn't I was so engulfed in the film it, I didn't equate the film to the song at all. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It just the film there were so many different twists and turns to this film. Um, the bougie parents that threw me off the most. You know what I mean? Like your your co-star, of course, Da Vinci. Um, I mean, it, but but I, I really enjoyed the film, but I didn't correlate the film with the song, though, for me. Yeah, but, I, you know, I think it's so dope because it, it like I said, it's a whole different way of storytelling. Usually when people have their music and things, they're doing a biopic. And, I'm you know, it, I'm sure it relates a lot to Mary's story in different ways, but it also just shows a different way of telling stories, you know, and and not putting in a, it in a box and also being a voice for an, the HBCUs that are out there right now, because, you know, I, I study a lot of the Janet Poetic Justice in the 90s, Nia Long and, you know, 97, Jada Pinkett and Inkwell, Sanaa Lathan and Love and Basketball. What I love so much about this film is that I could see everything I watched them do and study incorporated into this film for our generation. And hopefully, you know, it also shows young girls that's, that's going to be freshmen this year or soon to be what to expect. You know, we don't have a lot of films that even prepare you for college and school. And hopefully this this movie is also a voice not only for our community and the arts and film and television, but the young women out there that's getting ready to go off to college. 
you said a whole lot right there, especially when you when you mentioned a, a, a quite a few of those names, Nia Long, Jada Pinkett, etc. From the from the 90s, it's a, that's been a couple of generations ago. But now you're one of those stars that are on the right. Like, what does what does that what does that mean? I know you're doing the doing the music also, but you're like in this dual thing with the music and the acting. Oh, it's you know, it's so iconic. Like it, this is something I've worked for my entire life. I'm also 10 years in my my career right now so to finally see everything i've worked so hard for come to fruitation it just feels you know it just it makes me cry honestly watching it and knowing that i am that next wave and i am that next trailblazer um like i said these women have inspired me so much and they've opened up doors and i hope my journey is doing just that and i'm always very you know selective when it comes to what roles I take and what what I'm leaving behind, what the message is taking. So the fact that I could do a 13 Reasons Why to a acrimony that you were sp speaking of or breaking in with Gabrielle Union, who I adore so much, and then come and do a 90s classic. I mean, this is just, you know, everything of, of what I see my career being like diversity. And I hope that, you know, it just keeps expanding from there and not, you know, being put in a box saying you could do music, acting, it just you know keep opening up all those doors and and you hit on something which i which is which is which is apropos i got my hbcu shirt on i'm a morgan state graduate um, yeah and we're and we're in raleigh right so so hammond is the school it's a fictional school but it's in the state of north carolina and i like I like because hbcu is hot right now and i like that mary sort of brought the hbcu dynamic uh into it um, can you kind of speak more to that and maybe your experiences with HBCUs? Well, I didn't go to an HBCU, um, but I think what's so important about the story and the fact that it's telling a story that's happening on an HBCU campus is because because if you look at, you know, surrounding that time, especially when we touch on sensitive topics and issues such as sexual assault and substance abuse, you have, you know, your Asian parents and like you said, Ben's privilege and we have Take Back the Night who we partner with. But, you know, back in the 90s, it was 86% of rape victims who actually knew their offenders. You know, it was someone you knew, someone close to you. And a lot of times it had to do with alcohol and being drugged and 90% of those cases involved that. And so the fact that we were able to partner with Take Back the Night, I think is what made it so powerful. But in reality, in the 90s on HBCU, they didn't even have Take Back the Night. And so I like that we, of course, tried to keep it authentic and real to the story, but we also show now that there are organizations out there that can help those who are going through through it till this day. And I think you can sympathize with Kendra so much because in the scene, nothing really happens to her offender, Reg. You're just like, that's all? Like, And like I said, I'm glad we had to take back the night event, but even then you didn't even have that. So it just gives you a harsh reality of of what, what, what women were going through back then and how unsupported, unprotected. Couple of more thoughts with Asiana Alexis, who joins us here on the program. Strength of a Woman, as we mentioned, 8 p.m. 7 Central on Lifetime uh, this Saturday. Give us a little bit of a preview of this particular Strength of a woman, strength of, in, of a woman is 15 years after real love. So you see her more evolved just as a woman. You see her more established in her career. But the thing about it is you still see her going through life challenges. And I think that's the reality of life. It doesn't matter how successful you are, who you are. It doesn't exempt you from life. It doesn't exempt you from problems and troubles that's 
that's going to come your way. But overall, I think it shows how Kendra and how everyone else out there, we all find our strength on our journey. And I feel like nowadays, you know, our generation, we're just so, I don't even know where love, where our generation stands with love right now. But I think it's also a story to show, you know, real love is out there. Like you said, it's not something that's easy. It's not something that's just butterflies and rainbows, like a line I said in real love, but it, it takes work and it's a process and it's a commitment. So Hopefully, you know, people find their strength as Kendra does the strength of a woman. So, of course, you know, I got to talk to you about BMF. Like, I was so sad to see Cato get killed off in that. I mean, you talk about a soldier, mm -hmm. right? Uh, uh, to the fullest. So speak mm -hmm. to that in the time you had playing that role and being a part of that cast with BMF. Yep. I love the fact that, like I said, I'm being a voice for a lot of women. And Cato is someone who is so relatable because stuff like that happens to a lot of young women out here, especially in those type of communities where, like I keep saying, they're unprotected, they're they're unheard, and there's no pity for them. And so to be able to show it in a light and be a voice for women is what's so powerful. And even though Kendra and Cato are two different, you know, women, it still shows you that it doesn't matter who you are as a Black woman, you're still strong and you still have to encounter and endure so much. And just like um, Kato, you have to be a chameleon. You know, she had to learn how to survive. She had to learn how to, you know, deal with these men in, in her world and in her environment that she was dealing, dealing with at that time. And the same with Kendra. It's two different worlds, but the same scenarios. And it just shows you the type of things that Black women go through. You know, this is not something like new. It's just the reality. And so I'm glad we can shed light on it and just show show Black women being strong as they always are. Last thought, are you are you a big sports fan? What? Yes, okay. absolutely. Like, it's funny because I don't watch much TV, but the thing I watch in my household with my family is football and basketball. And we love tennis. Me and my mom watch tennis all the time. And I grew up playing basketball, actually. My brother, he's a he's a football coach, and he also played football in, in college and high school. So I definitely grew up in the, the sports world. And if I wasn't in the entertainment industry, as far as, you know, acting, music, I would 100% be an athlete. So I love sports. And I'm very competitive with my myself as far as my music and my acting because I'm like, you know, it's not sports competitive, but yeah, I incorporate that in my <laughs> my entertainment world. How was your basketball game, though? How was it? Oh, um, I, I'm AI with it. You know, I call my <laughs> I used to have the headband, the braids, and the arm sleeves. So yeah, I was definitely AI back in my day. <laughs> very good. Well, Asiana Alexis, again, you can check out, uh, check her out, Strength of a Woman, 8 p.m. 7 Central on Lifetime. Also, she's got the she's got new music, as she mentioned, also as well. You can find her, you know, on all the music platforms as she joins us here on the program. Asiana, we really appreciate the time. Continued success in all you do. Thank you for having me. My time is about up. I thank you for yours. Thank you to Donald Ware, Bob Hidden, Asiana Alexis. For joining us today here on Box to Row. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Enjoy your day. Let me leave you with a little bit of something to recognize Father's Day. And always remember to support those that support you. Box to Row is produced by DW.